He can't suffocate. His life has been suspended. I didn't say I'd operated on him. I said I brought him down here to try and correct his condition. One at a time is good fishing, Doctor. Patience is golden. Um, yeah, it's my turn, isn't it? Oh, is it? Is it really? <laughs> yeah, it is. See, I'm, I'm man enough to hold my hands up and say it is my turn. Yeah. You know, some people aren't. Some people just don't give a <laughs> Some people are happy that they aren't all men. Yeah. Right. Just just want to rage against the machine, you know? It's I, fine. Embrace, I embrace my feminine energy, if I say. Uh, I, I, with that hair, you're going to have to. Thank you very much. I think it belonged to a <laughs> lady at one point. What what was what was she in prison for? <laughs> Crimes against hair, I think. Oh, no, it's luscious and feathery. Thanks. It's all right. It's all right. So let's just dive in. Let's just dive in. Welcome oh. to all the best lines. We, yeah, as we mentioned in the in the last episode, this is. Uh, we did, hadn't really planned on on recording so soon, but uh, we thought, you know, we should really be talking uh, more. More people should be talking about the film we're about to talk about. Um, but I know, but uh, well, yeah. So a little backstory. A little backstory. I've been on something of a Basil Rathbone kick uh, as of late. A Basil Rathbonathon. A, a, yeah, mm. a, a big. Uh, a razzle boner i've had um yeah um, a razzle boner is a phenomenon unique to the 1980s and the top shelf of mazel uh, um, news agents uh, yeah uh, re- readers wives. where certain rhythm um, magazines were kept <laughs> rhythm magazines <laughs> wow mm-hmm. that's a good term thank you uh, yeah anyway <laughs> so i i've been going through the the basil rathbone and nigel bruce sherlock holmes uh, films that we that we mm-hmm. <laughs> somehow ended up on in the last episode mm-hmm. but Hey ho, and and thoroughly enjoyed them. I have as well. But then also it sort of goes back a little bit. And um, uh, you and I not too long ago uh, talked about uh, Captain Blood, mm-hmm. so you know that fits in there as well. Granted, he's not in it for very long, but uh, th- there's that. Not too long ago at your uh, at your film club, we watched uh, Kind Lady. Kind Lady, that's yeah, a great film. Which yeah. is an absolutely belting movie, and he's mm. very sinister in that yeah, and a horrible. Really horrible person and then upon your recommendation i then went ahead and watched love from a stranger mm. from 1937 what did you think of that very interesting the copy the only copy i've seen is incredibly bad so mm. um i don't know if there's a better copy out there but um it's based on an agatha christie story called philomel mm. cottage what did you think of that story? yeah I absolutely loved it. I thought it was a wonderful film. Yes, you're right. Uh, the, the the copy I saw was was not fantastic, but it was good enough. Mm-hmm. Let's put it that you way. Can, yeah, sometimes you have to give it a buy when it comes to quality of prints and things mm. like that because you know it's worth absorbing the stories, even if you have to have to sit through bad sound quality and. Absolutely, yeah, and his performance in that is uh, absolutely electrifying. Mm. He's 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 fantastic, but also we don't sort of. Uh, uh, batting against uh, Anne Harding, and, and there's, mm. there's such a wonderful yeah. uh, double d- double act in that film. Uh, I loved that film. Mm. I thought it was excellent. Great, I great put film. it on. A, I put it on a par with Fair Lady. I thought. I thought it was. The, the, mm. It would be a great double bill to it, watch. It's very similar in terms of mm. story tropes. I guess isn't it? He he plays, really is, he plays yeah. a, a villain who's trying not to display his villainy, and at the end uh, comes right out with it. Shall we say? 
Can he just? <laughs> yeah. There's a great scene at the end of um, Love from a Stranger where he sort of bursts into the room. And it's one of those. There's the same sort of scene. If anyone here has watched uh, The Two Mrs. Carols with Humphrey Bogart and Barbara Stanwyck, where Bogart plays, plays a a serial killer who murders his wives after painting them as the angel of death. It's one of those films you describe to people thinking, what, Humphrey Bogart played that? You're like, yeah. In the in the height of his fame, he sort of went, you know, I'm going to do something completely mm. wacky. But there's a moment in that film where he bursts through a window and um, mm-hmm. sort of like holds his arms out. And it's, like, it's almost a Christ-like pose, but it's really evil. Yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, the same thing in Love from a Stranger Way. He sort of bursts into that room. It's great. <laughs> Agreed, and and also without giving it away, because I, I don't, I can't imagine many people have seen it, but um, the ending is very well. It, would, it goes with the, the territory. It's a very Agatha Christie ending. Mm, that's great, and um, but it's a hell of a gut punch. Is is the end to that mm. film? I think we might have to bring it to the show at some point I think in we the should. future. I yeah, think. Why not? Yeah. Why not? I think we should. Yeah, but uh, so yeah, so I've been on this kind of. Yeah, just this little kick of watching a lot of Basil Rathbone movies, uh, some more than once, <laughs> in regards to the Sherlock films, because they're just so damn watchable. And then, so, you know what? how it happens when you sort of, you're more familiar with an actor or, or things like that, and you just seem to notice them more. Mm. And then I was online a few weeks ago, just on Twitter, and a, an account I don't even follow, but then that doesn't really mean anything these days on Twitter, does it? Um, just happened to put up a screen grab of Basil Rathbone. And I was like, I don't recognize where that's from. And so I looked into it, and it was from today's film, The Black Sleep. Mm. And I hadn't even, I'd never seen it. I'd never even heard of it. But I I obviously looked it up on on IMDb and and saw the cast, and the cast is Mm. mind-blowing. It is, Uh, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, Let's say the list of names. All right, okay. It's it's mind-blowing, yeah. yeah. Whether, whether (laughs) Whether they are used to their full potential? We'll get into that. <laughs> yeah, no, that all right, fair dues. It's a great list of names. It really is. Um, it's a great list of names. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and but so of course you know the ones that stood out for me is the, uh, Rathbone and Lon Chaney and of course Bella Lugosi, and it, and it's just sort of like oh hang on and uh, and I kind of sort of messaged you out of the blue and so I went you've seen this and uh, and you just instantly straight away and said let's just do an episode about it mm. so I was like all right let's do that mm. I watched this last night. Mm. Uh, interesting little film isn't it <laughs> i think before we proffer opinions on this film we should perhaps describe uh interesting is a good word uh, well <laughs> i mean let, oh i'm gonna try and be as kind as possible because it's directed by reginald leborg who um mm-hmm. should we say helmed and guided the inner sanctum movies for universal horror yeah. so there was this mm-hmm. series sub-series of universal horror called the inner sanctum films and they were based on um, a really famous radio series at the time. Um, if you ever listen to Bob Dylan talking, he cites mm-hmm. the Inner Sanctum radio series as one of those formative experiences when he was going through childhood. He sort of pulled the blanket up over, he had the radio on really low. Yeah. He listened to these creaking door stories, you know, and the great little horror tales, little horror parables, mm-hmm. a little horror anthology. They're great to listen to, and they're all available online, so you go and find them, they're great. But Universal Horror, smack bang in the middle of the 40s, decided to devote a, you know, four or five films to the Inner Sanctum. And they brought in Lon Chaney Jr., who starred in all of them. And they had Reginald DeVore guiding them through in direction terms. So hmm. I didn't realize that Reginald DeVore was still working in 1956. But okay. what he'd done is he cast out the net and he brought back 
Lon Chaney Jr., along with Basil Rathbone, famously, you know, one of the, the highlights of that second phase of Universal Horror with Son of Frankenstein and, oh, yeah. and Tower of London and things like that. Bela Lugosi is back as well. John Carradine. Kinda. Yeah, we'll get there. Uh, John Carradine, <laughs> who who was the second phase Dracula. Then we've got Akeem Tamarov, and we've got Tor Johnson, most famous for another <laughs> film in 1956, uh, or slightly later when it was released, but um, Plan 9 from Outer Space. One of those yep. great faces, great figures, you know, that everyone recognises. Mm-hmm. Uh, on paper, on paper, yeah. this is the thing. Now, I mm-hmm. tweeted out a picture of the cast list yesterday. You did. I said, look at this cast. Isn't this brilliant? Day before. Yeah, day before. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone went, woo, what film's that? Because that's yeah. what you do when you see this list. Mm-hmm. You see this list of names, you go, woo, got to see that film. Yeah. So, does it live up to the list of names? <laughs> hmm. can, we, can we just go uh, to what we, were, we talked about in the last episode as well? Another Sherlock mm-hmm. connection there is uh, John Carradine. Yeah. Was in Hand of the Baskervilles. Yes, he was. Yeah, so, he played Barry Moore, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Not Michael yeah. Barry Moore. So, uh, no, <laughs> that would have been. Uh, no, uh, Barryman. They had to change it. They changed it to Barryman, don't they? I don't know. Yeah. I think it was to, to avoid the Barrymore acting dynasty. dynasty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, very weird. Yeah, they did that. Yeah, but regardless of that, uh, does it does it live up to the to the to the names on show? Uh, no, <laughs> no, it doesn't. No, it freaking doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> Now, I have to say, I went into this mm. really wanting to love it. Yes, yes. Absolutely. I don't care how bad this film is. I'm going to come out the other side and say, there is good in it. Am I going to say that? Ooh. <laughs> no, oh. No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> not a f- chance. This is oh. an absolute turd. I'm really sorry. We'll go through it. Wow. We'll go through it. But yeah, I mean, apart You really from... didn't like it at all? Oh, God. It's such a grind. This is the problem with it. I don't mind if a film's bad. Just don't be mm. boring. And this okay. is an extraordinarily boring film. Oh wow. Mm. Okay. I'm I'm a little surprised by that actually because oh. I was I I was watching this last night and I I was quite I was enjoying it. Mm. And it was I was of, enjoying it. It was Yeah. Mm. I was. It was chugging along it was <laughs> chugging along nicely. Mm. And the first time I looked at the the clock counter on it, we were 40 minutes in. I was like, "Oh, where did that time go?" I was like, "Wow, oh, that's I, I quite like that." And it was, it was, you know, the, um, oh, what's the word? Uh, the the dialogue was quite was holding my attention, and I was quite enjoying the story. Mm. It's it was pulpy. Yeah. The idea of ha- of having this potion is called the black sleep. To yeah, very clever. You know, to yeah, to knock out mm. someone and, and convince people they're dead, and then to bring them back. That was cool. I liked it. Mm. But dear me, if after the the fortieth <laughs> minute, which is pretty much the halfway mark. Doesn't it go nuts after that? Um, <laughs> um, my problem with it is that it uh-huh. starts extraordinarily well. So we open yeah. in a prison, and oh, um, a doctor has been sentenced to death. And Basil Rathbone is another doctor, and he comes and visits him and says, take this potion, and you won't feel anything when they hang you. And he says, oh, okay, then. So he takes his potion. Then the next morning when they come along to hang him, they find this guy dead in his cell, apparently dead. So they check his pulse, and there's no pulse. So they go, well, he's dead. The doctor we promised him to just so happened... The the doctor we promised his body to 
shall we say, yeah. uh, just so happens to be Basil Rathbone, who picks up the body, hey. injects him with something, and revives him. Because he wasn't dead. He was given this... The thing he gave him the night before he was supposed to be executed was this potion called the Black Sleep, which uh, removes all signs of life and mm -hmm. turns you into basically a living corpse. Um, then he recruits this doctor that he has saved from the gallows and said, come along with me to this stately home in the middle of nowhere. We're going to perform experiments on people. And the, the whole reasoning behind it is that he wants to save his wife from this brain tumour thing that's um, destroyed her. So he's investigating the brain. They must have had some further evidence against you. Oh, yes. Curry's wallet in my pocket, one of his shoes in my room. But they never even proved that the body fished out of the river was Curry. No, it isn't enough that they're going to hang me. My body must be taken to Surgeon's Hall so that my colleagues can dissect me. That won't happen to you. It's part of the sentence. I've just come from the Lord Chief Justice. I persuaded him to rescind that provision. I've received written authority to take charge after it's all over. For what it's worth, you'll receive proper rights. Take that in the morning before they come for you. No, I won't take my own life. It's merely a sedative to help you through the ordeal. You'll be completely unaware of what's happening to you. What is it? Nindantera, an East Indian drug. I call it the black sleep. What I liked about it is, for that sort of 25, 30 minute setup, mm. I was like, this is actually a good story. You know, mm. I, um, and I did know that this film has been really badly reviewed, and I was like, mm -hmm. alarm bell started ringing, I have to say. <laughs> um, <laughs> when, um, when Bela Lugosi answers the door when they wow. arrive and didn't yeah. say a word and um, that they sort of walk through the mansion and he follows them and then sort of potters off into some side corridor and mm -hmm. I was like where's Bela gone sure, mm. oh please don't please don't say he's going to be one of these characters that doesn't say anything that's exactly what you get from Bela Lugosi yeah. Bela Lugosi the great Bela Lugosi he plays a door answerer and then yeah. we meet a mute, a mute, a mute door, door answerer, answerer for no reason. <laughs> then we meet um, Lon Chaney Jr., who stumbles out of the shadows and is the kind of role that Lon Chaney Jr. played all the way through the last sort of few years of his life because he had mm. throat cancer and was terribly ill, mm -hmm. couldn't speak. Yeah. So he was mm -hmm. playing the kind of character that Bela Lugosi is playing in this film anyway, couldn't speak, yeah. but there to be threatening. Um, mm -hmm. And he sort of staggers in there, and he's the, shall we say, the, the castle lunatic, which is yeah. it, it's that kind of role, isn't it? He, he He's there to, to suddenly throw a spanner in the works when a couple yeah. are having a love scene. He sort of staggers in mm -hmm. and threatens them a bit. And then, yeah. and then five minutes after that, the, the plot's explained by Basil Rathbone. And then it got to sort of 30, 35 minutes, and I was thinking, oh, this has really run out of steam. What a great setup. <laughs> yeah. It's really run out of steam. And it just goes down and down and down and down. <laughs> and by the end, there was a woman on fire. They open a yeah, crypt oh, yeah. and people pour out. And there's, oh, there's Tor Johnson. You just yeah. don't care by that point. It's absolutely <laughs> hideous filmmaking. <laughs> <laughs> it's just terrible. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, my and I've sat through Son of Dracula. Oh, yes, you have. Yeah, no, I haven't, I haven't watched that yet. No, but... Um... <laughs> 
I I do see where you're coming from. I do think there are some redeeming features in there, though. But I I've I can't I can't. There's no way I can defend what Bella Lugosi has to do in this. I I I said to you uh, off mic that I actually found this rather upsetting because he looks frail, he looks ill, and it he doesn't look like he's having fun, and. Some of there's a couple of scenes where he literally stops and sort of does a, a double or triple take at something like a noise or someone that's around, and you can sort of see anguish in his face, and and then he just wanders off screen, and it was like, oh poor Bella. And then reading the trivia, because I mean it's funny you mentioned that, is that Bella was begging for some dialogue. And they even filmed some scenes with him giving dialogue and cut them out because they just didn't want him to talk. Why? Um, insane. And apparently, I know, and apparently Bella was very upset about that, mm. and I don't blame him. Uh, but apparently the same happened with Lon Chaney, and, he's, and apparently it says in the trivia, Chaney didn't give a <laughs> He really didn't want to talk at all. Well, he couldn't... He... <laughs> he was quite happy to stagger and frighten and not and get paid and not talk. Well, he couldn't actually <laughs> really talk at this point um, no. in his life anyway, but he could croak yeah. out a few syllables. I mean, it's so. This is the problem I have with it. I think Rathbone is great. Um, yes, I think he he sort of yeah. as the head of the film, he's great. He does his whole Shakespeare. He brings a real air of gravitas to it, to it, and it's, yes. and it's great to see him do it. I think Akeem Tamaroff, who always played this sort of mm-hmm. um, sort of Romany ish, uh, sorry, Romany ish presence in every film. He's is the, yeah. the sort of Lausch. I am here to be a, yeah. a very appealing character. Push the story along. <laughs> that kind of guy. I, I'm great. so glad you say that because there, my, oh God, because it, it just went on and on and mm. on. There's a scene where he gets that, the street woman yeah, yeah, yeah. off the street mm. and he's like pretending to, to, to draw her and then he's lulling her into a false sense of security. Mm. Then he has to hide her from the police. That scene just did not end. Oh my God. It just, God. Have you seen The Body Snatcher by Val? Yes, Val, yeah, 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 by Val Loon. Um mm-hmm. This film badly wants to be The Body Snatcher. If you oh, okay. if you watch yeah, The Body Snatcher and watch this, it, this is like the Z movie version of The Body Snatcher. Mm. It has no class at all. It treats its mm. players like crap. At least Val Luton gave Lugosi some lines in The Body Snatcher. Let him, yeah. you know, God. The thing is, he has no dignity in this film. He's he's. It's almost yeah. like he's a performing performing monkey in this one i really Mm -hmm. didn't i found it really distasteful the way because it you can see that he's trying to give it's just like oh kick his kick him into this film because then we can stick another name on the poster that's how it feels with bailey lugosi in this um the the the, Hmm? when i talk about disrespect (laughs) (laughs) the prime example unfortunately is lon cheney jr yeah. In this, who plays a former doctor called Doctor Monroe, who keeps this is weird. This is I know what you're going right, to say. Exactly. He's been rechristened in the film as Mungo. Okay, yep. now because obviously he's lost his mind through some botched operation, so he staggers around the castle now, trying to. It's implied sexually assault his daughter or assault mm. her in some way. Yep. Um, his she is trying to save his mind. Obviously, can't. So it's distasteful in that respect. Then you mm-hmm. have um, the, the, the stop. His name was Doctor Munro, but because mm-hmm. he's mad now, we've just called him yep. Mungo. You know what I mean? Because yep. he's. A, a, I'm not even going to associate the word 
But if you mm-hmm. take the word Mungo, you can see what they're going for. You get, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not nice. I mean, but mm. they, they never, they never actually explain it either. No, they never say this is why we he is now christened that. And then that's, also, that's another problem. Because yeah, because, but then also, and I was just gonna say, throw this massive spanner into the works is that for no reason whatsoever. Basil Rathbone stops in the middle of the film mm. and says, "No, no, no! Don't be disrespectful. Call him Doctor Monroe." This and it's is, like, "Well, hang on." This is exactly my point, right? So you've yeah. you've taken a piece of his brain out and turned him into Mungo, right? Yep. People haven't come up from the village and gone, "Oh my God, there's a monster here. Let's call him Mungo," mm-hmm. right? Yep. He was called Doctor Munro, and now mm-hmm. he's now Mungo. So, so yeah. someone in the house, obviously you, Basil Rathbone character yep. have said oh yeah. well you are how do you be sensitive about this um you're now mungo because you you have no mind um yes and then for you to start say virtue signaling you know i'm you know don't please be respectful of him yeah he used it's awful and it's kind of it doesn't mm. sit right so you watch it and you go no. oh god you know i mean i i've seen things in films that are not acceptable these days but that you can kind of understand where they were coming from at the time this is just nasty and it's a yes. little really distasteful the way they treat Lon Chaney Jr. in this is it's, it's kind mm-hmm. of it's pitiable and then you see yeah. Bela Lugosi being booted around you know I'll bring mm-hmm. you back on come on just so we can stick your name on the poster here's you know here's $200 for your role now go off and mm. You know, it feels like it, they brought all of these stars back, and you almost get the sense that they came back thinking, "Great, one last hurrah," mm. and then were sure. mistreated in this awful way. Mm-hmm. The only one who comes out of it with any kind of dignity is Basil Rathbone, who does give a very good performance, but it's only because yeah. his his character is the uh, should we say the Doctor Knox figure mm-hmm. that sits at the top of it all and gets to espouse his intelligence and uh, his, his theories and everything mm-hmm. everyone else comes out of it terribly and it's it's a really uncomfortable awful <laughs> awful <laughs> I don't like it at all <laughs> um, it, but also as you say the sort of the the distasteful side of it there's also the it's, it's quite a throwaway bit as well of them sort of I was about to say implying, not implying. They come straight out and say it that uh, women are really not as good as men because they have much smaller brains, oh, and so and yeah. so they're not to be trusted or to be, you know, uh, n- none of the uh, uh, the expertise of this, you know, quote unquote brain surgery is to be entrusted to any of them as well because their brains are just too small for such a task. Mm-hmm. They, they they can't do it, and it was just like. <laughs> I mean. Like I say, we've watched films where you have to kind of go, well, it was that sort of period, you yeah. know, and that sort of time. Yeah. So, you know, you have, to, you have to view it in that context. And I'm perfectly able to do that because I have sat through Child Bride. I've sat through... You have. I've sat through Gone with the Wind. Well, I, I, I enjoy the Gone with the Wind. I can look past the 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 remarks they make to certain races mm. because that was yes. the time and all you know i i can look past that stuff and i don't f- feel that way myself but i can say to myself well this was made in a certain time where it was okay to say this stuff so yes, yes, we yes. can't view it through our current lens but this mm. it's just distasteful it's nasty it's derogatory it seems to be saying life is cheap that, that, i think mm-hmm. that's basically its thesis life is cheap mm. bailey lugosi you're on the scrap heap. We'll stick your name on the poster just so we can draw in that. Pff, 
you know, that 0.5% mm. who might come to the cinema because they see your name on a poster. Lon Chaney Jr., you stumble around and we'll call you Mungo. And then, mm. but what we'll do is we'll make out that we're virtue signaling because you used to be a dog. Oh, it's just, it's appalling. And the thing <laughs> is, it's well, unforgivably boring as well. You get past the 30 minute mark and you've got 40 minutes of nothing. It's so boring. God, <laughs> I was offensively boring. <laughs> I am going to challenge you slightly on that because you, you do, you do have the plot line of the, uh, the doctor that he, that he saved and uh, and his uh, female assistant trying to work out what is going on with the people who, are, who have been operated on and the failed mm-hmm. experiments on them and to find out to find out where they have just disappeared to where have these bodies gone if they died where have they gone yeah. if they're alive and this surgery worked where have they gone as well mm. and i and i actually quite like that and i actually thought that 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 aspect of it, that plot line, made the second half actually trundle along quite well. I'll, I'll be perfectly honest with you. I was uh, the only time I was bored was in the previous mention. I, I uh, the previous scene I mentioned, which was the the one with the the, the Romany and the street woman, because I just thought I just didn't stop. And then the, you know the police came in and it was all just trying to hide the body and it was like oh, mm. it was just like just just get this scene yeah, get, over and done with. Get to what you need to. Yeah. Yeah, and then but what. I, I have to say I, I liked the boldness of this because it was in st- surprisingly very poor taste is is the, the last five, ten minutes or so when you are suddenly exposed to this chamber of horrors that, that Basil Rathbone has been hiding all this time. And you've got a, a mental old dude who's like a hippie with a stick. You've got, as you say, you've got Tor there who's chained yeah. to a wall. You've got a, a woman who is quite hairy, which was just weird. And it was just like, I I was so surprised by what had suddenly appeared on the screen mm. that, I, that I had to actually give it a little bit of credit for that. Because cause I was like, I did not see this <laughs> coming. At all. I did not know that this is the way that this film was going to go. And so in that respect, I'm going to give it a little bit of credit for that. I actually, I was so surprised and that I was, I, yeah, I had to marvel and go, well, that took some balls to end this film this way. I am Bohemond, Crusader. What is the news from the Holy Land? Has Jerusalem fallen to us yet? Or doth the vile Saracen? still defile her streets with his presence. History says Jerusalem fell in the year 1099 A.D. History? What sayest thou? 1099 was only last year. History has become reality for him. Soon my knights will come to free me, and I, Bohemond, will ride in triumph into the holy city. Infected in all this filth. Look how he's changed. Petrophy of the epidermis. Enlargement of the skin cells. How could it happen so quickly? Help me. These chains. Kill! 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 Kill!
also, uh, you know, we should, uh, we can't gloss over in that Basil Rathbone and his wife, who has the the brain tumor, mm-hmm. he he does meet a, a sticky a sticky ending in the worst, most unimaginable, <laughs> just the least imaginative way ever. In that he does a forward roll <laughs> off a flight of stairs <laughs> and literally only falls about four foot. And that was enough He's off. to kill him He's and his game. wife. <laughs> I mean, look, I'm not, I'm not saying that there are moments in this film that are fun. Come on, give and me some positives. There are some grand Guignol moments in it that are great. And I'll tell you what I really liked as well. I really liked mm. the fact that it's a 1956 film that's kind of grungy. Like, there's a yes. there's a moment in it where they cut into a... Uh, a man's <gasps> skull and they open yeah. his skull up and you, it's off screen and you go well you know but I, it, I wasn't expecting him to suddenly swing the camera out and show the inside of his brain not just the inside of yeah. his brain but seepage yeah. I mean you know and I, I was like that. wow <laughs> this is kind of cool I don't you don't really get clever. to see this in an old film very often in 56 mm. you're still I mean you're you know on the fringes of the golden age so it was nice that it went there and I do agree mm. that the end does have this frenzied appeal should we say it's Ooh. almost like the end uh, it's almost like the end of bedlam which is another another val luton film yeah. that bears <laughs> a lot of resemblance to this uh in that when um uh, when the crazies start attacking you do get this sense of wow this is, i don't know what's going to happen it's a bit unpredictable so mm-hmm. i got that sort of sense but um i think it's probably personal when i say that these yeah. are people that i love and admire and i, I, I don't Agreed. think this is a I don't think this is a lovely send-off for no, the talents no, of Basil. I mean, if I say to you, give me a film with Basil Rathbone and Bela Lugosi in it, I would yep. I would want some kind of Sherlock, some kind of, I don't know, a bit, well, something a bit classic. You'd go, you'd go with Son of Frankenstein, wouldn't you? Yeah, I mean, so. they were in that together. <laughs> but um, give me any kind of film with Basil Rathbone. The possibilities are endless. I just think mm. this is a big, big old wasted opportunity and a little bit... Like I, I feel a bit sorry that it was so many of theirs sort of like you know, the, the, they know. sort of threw their names at it the to swan get people song. in and it's like they, you know, these guys needed more respect. Like it's this Basil Rathbone from Captain Blood and the mm. Sherlock Holmes films and Bela Lugosi yeah. after the majesty of his Dracula. You know this is what yeah. he ended up being or ended up doing. So sad. It is sad. I, I, that's the feeling I'm stuck with. Um, and I can't, I can't separate myself from that and i can't say wow it's 56 let's just enjoy this as a movie experience all i kept thinking was oh, it's bela lugosi oh my god mm. is this all he's gonna do oh that's yeah. so sad oh my god are they gonna really call him mungo oh my god <laughs> <I> just, <laughs> oh my god are they gonna yeah. say this stuff about women i was just there were so many red flags it's just red flagorama <laughs> i'm really sorry it was fine and while and while while i agree with all that i do and it is questionable in so many ways. I I am going to still stick with the fact that I did enjoy it. I did not not like it. It wasn't what I was just going, oh, God, well, let's just hurry up and finish. Mm, that's weird. I, I really did. That's yeah. Really it, how how really bizarre is that? It, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. Mm. But uh, no, I did. And, and as I said, that last, that last just insanity that occurs was just like, I was just, yeah, sat there wide-eyed, just going, what what the hell? <laughs> how do you just suddenly go? Uh, maybe maybe it was a case of one of those things of just sort of going, do you know what? I have no idea how to close this film out. <laughs> so let's just have, 
Let's just uh, what what are we doing? Let's uh, set a lady on fire. Let, we're do, Let's open up we're a doing, We're doing. <laughs> we, yeah, we're doing. We're doing medical experiments. Uh, all right. Uh, well, I tell you what. Let's show the ones that went wrong. Mm. Oh, okay then. And that's what they did. And and it was like horrific and nasty and, and horrible. And the lunatics take over the asylum, mm. literally. Yeah. And. And then they said, well, we, we, we have to kill Basil Rathbone, Rathbone somehow. How do we kill him? Uh, it's like uh, Gamble. Stairs. Gamble or three steps, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just the most random set of circumstances to close out mm. a film, which, by the way, an hour and 20 minutes, I agree is too long, mm. but, but it needed to be shorter. But, again, it didn't feel like it outstayed its welcome to me, but there was a couple of scenes that could be trimmed down. But, I, I, don't get me wrong, this is problematic. Mm. This is not a great film, but I did. There is something about me that did enjoy it. You know what? Ignoring all the problematic stuff, my <laughs> if you take all that stuff away, because I think personal bias has perhaps played into everything I've said so far. Mm-mm-mm. Um, I'm not a fan of the way Bela Lugosi was treated in his final years. So it does play into a lot of yeah. a lot of the. Um, a lot, a lot of my opinions on the films he was in uh, mm. in that period. Um, I don't like the whole Mungo stuff. But as I say, remove all of that stuff. Did I enjoy yeah. the film? I tell you what, I really enjoyed the first half hour. Yeah. I found myself completely sleepwalking through the 40 minutes that followed it. I agree that the last bit is mm. frenzied enough to suddenly kickstart you awake again. Mm. Um, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, wow, there's Tor Johnson. Oh, you know, mm. there's John Carradine. Well, it's cool. And it, it does get a little bit like, uh, it did remind me of those um, mid-40s Universal films, of which I feel very much the same, I have to say, yeah. where uh, they're utterly boring until the end. Mm. Um, <laughs> Frankenstein meets the ball by a perfect example. Um, so, <laughs> P- pillow of death. <laughs> yeah, pillow of death. <laughs> um, which has a really weird... Uh, ending but anyway so um, <laughs> I, you know i can't say i'm, I'm glad i've seen it let's mm. just say that um, one to one one to tick off <laughs> yeah definitely I'm, uh, it's nice to see basil rathbone still giving it his all and still lending so much gravitas to something that i think was beneath him but he, he still elevates it somehow if this had been without Although, basil rathbone i can't imagine yes. what kind of low rent crap this would have turned into so to that have him in is, there is is a, a very gift. good point yeah that is a very good point. If they if they'd cast anyone else other than Basil Rathbone in that part, I I think yeah, this would have been terrible. A real stinker. Uh, practically practically unwatchable. I think it is his magnetism and it is his mm. personality that that really does move this film along. Uh, yes, absolutely. I can't disagree with that. In fact, now I think about it, you you like watch Captain Blood or uh, uh, Robin Hood or any of the shows. He elevates so, anything, mm, doesn't he? Yeah. Yes, that was, absolutely. I, I agree, but that was my point. But it, apart from maybe a couple of the latter Sherlock Holmes, is that you can always tell when Basil Rathbone's enjoying himself. Mm. He he seems to be having fun. You know, like the back and forth he has with Errol Flynn or with Nigel Bruce, and it works. But and now I'm thinking about uh, the Black Sleep. He doesn't seem to be enjoying himself. <laughs> it seems. I wonder if he knew how dodgy this was. I I don't doubt it for a moment. Mm. I think Basil Rathbone was always trying to get back to something that resembled respectability. Um, I mean, there's a great film called Tavarich, which if you haven't seen, is a really good Basil Rathbone film, and you can tell that that was kind of his last gasp. It was a very high-profile, big-budget movie. And he played a great part in it. 
Um, and from that moment onwards, he was either in a Sherlock Holmes film or a horror film, and it was yeah. generally on the decline. Mm-hmm. I do, um, I do, I do think he's a remarkable person and a remarkable star. And I, mm. I think the reason that he was so... I, I, I love the fact, actually, that he starred in mm. so many horror films. I don't think he wanted to do it, but I think, <laughs> I think the fact that he's in them, and it wasn't just Black Sleep, it was you know Tales of Terror and all this stuff that came mm. later. Oh, on. yeah, of course. Yeah. You see his name and you go, that's going to be classy. And I think what, yeah. what, what, a, what a legacy to, to put into any kind of movie or any series. So um, <clears throat> God bless Basil Rathbone. He's, he's absolutely. an absolute gift. Very much become one of my favourites, uh, oh, I have great. to admit. Yeah. He is. He's absolutely wonderful. And I was watching this and sort of going, well, this is uh, 56, and he was he was 64 mm. when he made this. And he is looking it, don't get me wrong, but, he, yeah. I mean, he's still Battle Rathbone, still you know. There, um, I, yeah. yeah, and I and actually, if, I think if you look closely enough, you can see how I think he's quite heavily made up in mm. The Black Sleep as well. He's got quite a lot of, you know, uh, plastered on his, on his face. But... I was watching it and just going, you know, and and maybe it's just because I've been so invested in them over the last few months, is that I was just looking at him going, now see, this is perfect. You look perfect to do an older Sherlock Holmes now. You know, I know you're sick of it, Basil, but look at you. You, you know, like Ian McKellen did in mm. uh, in Holmes, you know, it's just sort of like, just go on, do, do an, an older Sherlock Holmes film. Off you go, and of course... That never happened, which is a damn shame. Of course, he didn't want to without Nigel Bruce, but mm. that's, that's a damn shame because it would have been perfect. Mm. Yeah. As you say, one last <laughs> hurrah. Yeah. Go back to it. I love Basil Rathbone. He's, he's great. I think he made terrible choices in um, mm. in the, the, the in his later career, but um, especially when it came to Sherlock Holmes. He shouldn't yeah. have been so proud, and he should have said to mm-hmm. himself... I can still be Sherlock Holmes and still enjoy other 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 yeah. films, and he stepped away because he somehow believed that he was going to be playing Romeo still at the age of you know, yeah. fifty, whatever. I do yeah. think, you know, come on, Baz, stop being such a lovey mm-hmm. and just accept where, where you've got to in life. Um, but, yeah, yeah shame. you were really good at it. Yeah. People love you as mm-hmm. it. There's nothing wrong There's with that. Nothing wrong with that legacy at all. Nothing Mm-mm. wrong with it. <laughs> you know, I know this is a really odd comparison, but just because I love him so much. It's what Jackie Chan has continued to do. Mm. He knows why people love him. He'll mm. never play a baddie, and he will do what he can do until his body falls apart, which, to be fair, is not far off. But he will continue to do it because he knows what he's good at, and he, mm. he makes his fans happy. Like and that's sli- exactly what Basil should have done. Exactly like someone like Sliced Alone as well. Yes. You know, yeah. he's, he's like, you know, this is what people want from me. They don't want me to yeah. suddenly turn into some kind of thespian. Yeah, or some kind of you know boyish romantic lead, which I think is what Basil Rathbone really wanted. Yeah, but you know the t- t- the the sand goes through the hourglass in one direction. Exactly, you know, it yeah. doesn't go the other. Very you know, well sometimes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So all right then. So I'm gonna <laughs> I've got to find out from you first. So a rating for the black sleeve. Um, I do you know what I love the start. Ooh. I really like. Uh-huh. Basil Rathbone in it. Uh, I think it's a horrible film in many ways. <laughs> um, I think the production design is impeccable. Mm-hmm. I think if Universal yep. had made this film 10 years before, it would have been a lot tighter, mm-hmm. a lot more interesting, um, and come out as one of those mid-range Universal horrors that not top tier, not bottom tier, mm-hmm. but certainly has a pulp appeal. 
um, as it is, yeah. I think that 50s excess slightly bleeds into it. And I'm not a fan of what mm. they did with Lugosi or Lon Chaney Jr. And um, no. I did find myself wincing far too often, I think, to, to fully enjoy it. So I'll give it a three out of ten. Um, I, I don't. Mi- I, I don't mind it. It's n- I'll never watch it again in my life. Not, not because I was right. offended by it, but more, more because I just, you know, I had better things to do. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. Don't worry. It's fine. It's just, you know, it's never going to be anywhere near my top ten. No, no. Yeah, I, well, no. Me, me neither. <laughs> um, I, 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 I can't really disagree with anything you said. But I just, I, I, there was something about it that I really did enjoy. And uh, and it moved along for me at a really good pace. I liked the dialogue in it. It was cool. Um, I, as I said, I was upset by seeing Bella Lugosi, the way he was on screen and what he was given to do. I thought it was such a damn shame. And mm. I wish they hadn't nixed the scenes they filmed with him talking. But, but I mean, yeah, look, it could have been the fact that it was even more painful to hear him talk at that stage. Who knows? Because, mm. yeah, you know, I mean, he died, the, he died the same year this came out. So. Yeah. You know, so who who knows? But um, yeah, it it is sad, and it's, it's with a heavy heart to to see him that way. Um, but I did enjoy it, and I Good. don't think it's awful. Uh, I just think it's problematic. So I'm I'm gonna go a bit higher than you. I'm going to give it a six out of ten because I I mm. did I did like it. But uh, yeah, whether I'll go back to it anytime soon is another thing. Uh, and also, you know, if someone says, "Oh, can you recommend a Battle Rathbone film to me?" It won't be this one. No, <laughs> never in a Or, or, or you say, "Can you recommend me a Lon Chaney film? Can you recommend me a Lugosi film?" It won't be this one. No, so. <laughs> no, 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 no. So yeah, it's a, it's a mixed bag. But we haven't had a film sort of lower down the rankings in a little while. So it's, uh, uh, I generally score higher than you. So this has been a real surprise. Um, and you know what? It's, I, I, it wasn't. I don't, I don't think I'll remember it hatefully, but um, I'm just, it was a big disappointment, especially because yeah. when you start going into the 50s and 60s, there were lots of these team-ups of these old Hollywood yeah, yeah. stars, especially with people like Peter Laurie and Boris Karloff. They were coming back mm. to do the, these these sort of Corman films and everything, and they would be teamed up with you know, Vincent Price and stuff. And there are a lot better examples of those kinds of films than this. This is just bottom rung. So, um, yeah. Yeah. I'm glad. I'm glad you reminded me of that, though. Is that um, they wanted Peter Laurie in this, but he was too expensive, apparently. <laughs> so, Which should tell you yeah. everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it really should. Yeah, so he 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 didn't make it into the cast for the black sleeve. Poor um, Basil. But it's also <laughs> God. Well, Jesus. yeah, true. What kind of paychecks was he? Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but also, it's it's funny you mentioned that about the, being in the fifties. Uh, being as entrenched in Hammer as I am at the moment, uh, 56, same year as Quatermass, and then uh, only one mm. year later was when uh, The Curse of Frankenstein came out for Hammer. See, maybe so, you know, in 57, that's, so. that's the world of horror at this moment. Um, this this film feels very regressive, I would say, in terms of mm. where horror was going. Uh, yeah, uh, and I'll agree with you. Yeah, it would have been interesting to see uh, Universal get hold of this. Mm. That would have been... Very interesting to see what happens. But sadly, they didn't. And so we're left with what it is, <laughs> which is an odd mix. It wasn't but, for me. Hmm. Let's just say that. Not nah, for me. That's fair dues. That's fair dues. Oh, well, there we go. That was the black sleep. <laughs> the black uh, sleep. So, yeah. So we need to talk about what we're going to be watching next. Okay. So obviously, we, we've been, you know, we, we, we did a war film and then we've done a noir and now we've done a horror. So I think we need 
something a bit lighter. So again, choice of a Sherlock, a Basil Rathbone Sherlock, or a choice a choice of a comedy, or and we're going with another one for you, a dealer's choice. If there's something you wish for us to discuss that you've seen recently or that's been in your mind, do you know what? I think we should return to Sherlock because um, we, we we really want to do them all at some point anyway, don't we? So um, we do. Let's do let's do a Sherlock. Okay. Well, how, because we mentioned it so much uh, uh, in the last episode, how about we do Pursuit to Algiers? I think Pursuit to Algiers is a fine choice. Yes, it's a film oh. I can talk endlessly about because I have been its more vocal champion for the past decade. So I'm really yeah. looking forward to us two being the vocal yeah. champions of this film. So I know you like Absolutely. It. Well, we, we, we did cover it quite extensively in the last episode. <laughs> but, we can't um, stop talking about Pursuit or Algiers, can we? <laughs> we can't, because it's an awesome bloody film. I know we're giving it bloody our ratings, well, not our ratings, but we're giving our opinions away straight away, but it's a fantastic film. It's great. And the reputation it has is very unfair. Yeah, really so unfair. Yeah. yeah, and we'll so tell I've... you why on the next episode. 100%. Absolutely, yeah. I'm more than happy to talk about Pursuit Algiers. Oh, well, there you go. That's good. There's something to look forward to. <laughs> <laughs> love Pursuit Algiers. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> and so will you after you hear our episode. <laughs> hear our rantings. <laughs> <laughs> you have no choice. You're going to enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well wonderful oh, well I'm glad we did that that was a nice little bonus for yeah. us mm-hmm. to keep us going and then back to Sherlock next oh I'm looking forward to that yeah, me too more oh, Rathbone more can't, Rathbone can't well, too much. We, no you can never have too much Rathbone <laughs> I've got Rathboner just thinking about it Ooh, we can we can hear it knocking on the desk <laughs> okay well oh, oh, oh dear god right let's get out of here <laughs> Until until next time, my friend. All the best. <laughs> Cut it there. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Regardless of that, uh, does it does it live up to the to the to the names on show? Uh, no. <laughs> no, it doesn't. No, it freaking doesn't. <laughs> <laughs>